Blast Off. Hello and welcome to a mid-playoff edition of Straight Ball in the NBA podcast for the fans, by the fans. Two fans in particular, one of which is me, Adam Weideman, one of which is my man, the H-Man, Ari Man. That's right, it's midway through the playoffs and I'm midway through moving out of my house. It's pretty sweet. It's been a week of hectic changes and freaking players getting injured teams going down 2-0, then making the series even 2-2, and then freaking taking the lead, getting the wins. Lots to talk Let about. Let alone fitting a couch through a door frame. Dude, yeah, don't, don't get me started on that. You gotta remove the legs first. Take the couch cushions out, everybody. Oh, that'll lighten your load by a lot. Yeah, gotta love it. Gotta love it. Oh, that's for all those Japanese robots that are moving, moving tasks. They can get these tips. <laughs> You know, our listeners are all 100% Japanese robots. And we're happy to have them. Thank you. Uh, it'd be great if I were able to, like, break out some Japanese right there. Like, to talk to the robots, specifically. I know how to count from, like, one to five in Japanese. You should do it with a cool accent. Ichi, ni, san, shi, go, roku. I think that's it. What did I fuck? It's five? That's six, maybe? Roku? That's a TV, man. I think it also means five. Huh. Well, this is not a, a Japanese podcast. This is a NBA podcast, American, for the fans, by the fans. And uh, speaking of light, lightening some loads, the amount of teams in the NBA playoffs has uh, has been lightened. Oh, yeah. We have had teams sent back and gone fishing. Cancun is crowded with stars. LeBron, Luka, others, Jokic. I don't know where the Serbs want a vacation. Pulling up the bracket. Yeah, they went to, uh, they went to, out from the bubble. They all went to where? What did they say? Remember Disney that? World. It was right there. I, no, I don't remember. Cabo? Probably Cancun? It was like a Cancun. Yeah, I think it was Cancun. Cancun on three. Tight, tight. Well, we started, our last show was before the first round happened, but we're going to assume you know what happened there. Let's talk a little second round. One team has been eliminated from the second round, and that is the Denver Nuggets with the MVP, Nikola Jokic. Going down. Yeah, Jokic won it. He won it by a lot. Uh, Steph Curry had five first place votes to Nikola's 90-something. It's pretty convincing. Um, One guy wanted to put Derrick Rose as the number one MVP, so good, good for them. Yeah, good for Derrick Rose. He really put New York on his back, I guess. I thought Julius Randle was their best player, so maybe that guy's kind of off his rocker a little bit. Hmm. Not in the playoffs, though. Derrick Rose was their most consistent performer. Randle seemed a little scared of the moment, and the Hawks cacawed right through them. Yeah, dude. The Hawks tore him up. It was pretty cool to see uh, Trey get the garden all up in a tizzy. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Yeah, he got spit on, dude. You remember that? Yeah, there was a, there was a, a rash of fan interruptions <laughs> to the games and like messing with players. Remember, like Russell Westbrook got popcorn dropped on him by a guy. That dude. That got was a banned. good one. A guy ran on the court in uh, one of the Knicks games, I think. Wizards. No, game. that was another Wizards game. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the when Westbrook got popcorn dumped on him. It was great because he was already upset. He had just gotten ejected. Yeah. So true. it really just oof made him see red, and I don't blame him. 
There have been fan fights. There have been fans throwing bottles. Uh, at the game that I went to, Nuggets Suns Game 3, there was a nice little uh, viral fight between a Suns fan and a Nuggets fan. And sad oh, to say, yeah. the Nuggets fan did not fight with honor. Went in for the cheap shot. Dude, yeah, he. I, it was hilarious, the cheap shot, too. He, like was faking like he wasn't caring and not paying attention at all. And then he just like swung his arm out with like a no-look pass. <laughs> uh-huh. Just trying to punch the guy without looking at him and trying to catch him unaware. And then he just like, went wow. in for like a headbutt, just ducked his head right down and got uppercutted like probably 20 times. Yeah, that was, a, that was a tough one to watch as a Nuggets fan, especially as we were losing. And then he said sons and four. And oh, he was yeah, right. as the guy was like pulling up his pants and running away. <laughs> uh, that was too funny. Too cinematic yeah. of a moment. But the cops they did were come. Def- they showed up after that. I'm sure they did what I had to. Uh, yeah, there were cops in the stadium, so I assume they both got uh, some sort of repercussions for that right after. Devin Booker uh, tweeted that he needs the Suns fans' uh, name and info. Oh. So I don't know if he wants to like get a bodyguard or if he just wants <laughs> to give him some big ups. Maybe he just wants to give him a stern talking to. Say like, hey, in our <laughs> arena, we expect you to sit calmly, have a good time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's <laughs> odd to to it's odd to expect that these days. People are on their bullshit this summer, dude. It's freaking COVID summer, I guess is what they might call it. Is there any name for it yet? You got to make up for the last one. I would say baby boom part two. I don't know. STD dude, summer. Everyone's going ham. Everyone's going too ham. These fans are reckless as shit. Yeah. There were also other fans that were just yelling at each other. It seemed like they wanted to fight. It seemed like they were just ex- excited to be in a public place uh, trying to get into another fight again. It seems like that's what they've been missing the whole time. Wow, yeah. You know what? We really wanted to just scream and fight, huh? But we can do that indoors. It's a little bit harder. You're I cringe. don't want to be a domestic abuser. I just want to be a mm. fun, drunk guy out on the scene. Yeah, I'll fight somebody who I don't know. That way we mm-hmm. don't have to deal with the repercussions. Throw me Smart. in the tank and let that be the end of it. Yeah. The and, drunk and tank. And I don't want to know any is. other fishes that are there. <laughs> <laughs> in the fish tank. That's the ultimate brawl in that fish tank. Wow. Okay. So uh, I think you and I just made an <laughs> argument that gladiators and freaking coliseums should be coming back. But let's put that to the side for a second. Because uh, I want to talk a little bit about Chris Paul. Yes, people love fights, but people love a good story. Chris Paul has never been in... He went to the conference finals with the Houston Rockets a couple of years ago. Uh, he has not had a lot of playoff success. And to see him and that team looking like the strongest of all, they're the one team that doesn't have uh, anybody missing from their starting lineup. I Ooh, hope that they get yeah. to the finals. I hope that they win at this point so the Nuggets can at least say they lost to the champ. This is a... Uh, like. Somebody on Reddit said, like, this is Chris Paul's reverse Uno card because he's going to capitalize now on the season where everybody else in the league is down with injuries and he's the only one still standing, whereas that's normally been his, like, Achilles heel that he's always injured. Or, like, when he was with the Rockets with James Harden, that was that, like, what, they were, were they up 3-2 at that point? And then he has hamstring and then they just collapsed after that? I believe, well, they were definitely up 3-2. I don't know if that's when he got injured. I, yeah, yeah he's like gotten injured in the playoffs at inopportune time, so we're all hoping that doesn't happen so he gets a chance to do it. He's probably the most marketable older star that there is in the playoffs. Like, 
Giannis is the most marketable star left. But um, well, <laughs> they have looked good. I will say that the Suns have looked like every game against the Nuggets. It looked like they knew what they were doing. They're getting the shots they wanted, and everything for the Nuggets was just a struggle. Yeah, the Suns are looking too like clinical. Point God is at his best with his mid-range jumper. He had 37 points in his uh, series-clinching win there against the Denver Nuggets. And that was his most in the playoff game since 2018. And he also did that with no three-pointers. Yeah, I was watching that game. It was every single play, I just thought he was going to make something correct happen. And he did most of the time. It was pretty outrageous. Um, This is his first sweep in his career in the playoffs. He's never swept wow. another team before. It's first time using a broom. <laughs> yeah, wow. He must have a dirty floor. Chris Paul became the oldest player with 25 points per game and 10 assists per game in the playoff series. All time. Oldest guy to do that. That's tight. And he got credited by the Nuggets head coach, Mike Malone. He says Chris Paul could arguably be the greatest point guard of all time. It's up there. Even going back to regular season counting stats... He is seven games away from number three in all-time total assists, though that might include the playoffs too, total assists. But he is not even in the top 50 in turnovers. Oh, yeah, that's so sick, dude. He's below Pau Gasol. Pau Gasol coughed up the ball more than Chris (laughs) Paul. Oh, man. And there's there's not an award in the NBA for, like, best doe eyes. He'd win that too. You know, like a female deer. Doe a deer, female deer. Yes, of course. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> Jay Crowder, who took Miami to the finals last year, um, on signing oh, with wow. Phoenix. Oh, wow. You know, that was mostly him, wasn't it? <laughs> he carried him, and he also carried the Boston Celtics to the Eastern Finals previously. He's just, he's Dude does how to win, yeah. He doesn't really quite pass the eye test. He's got it. The intangibles. Uh, he says he looks like a genius. Sure does. Yeah. Because he went to the right spot. And he went to Chris Paul. And he was in the right spot the last year and the right spot a few years before that. He's just, he knows his place. Dude's a good role player. You know what? Let me ask you a quick question. Hypothetical. If you had the choice between Jay Crowder and Robert Covington, who would you choose for your team? Wow. Um, Jay Crowder, because he takes the teams to the finals at this wow. point. Wow, yeah, I guess. Even though he's way older. Is he? Huh. That's good. That's a good, that's a notable thing. Huh. Interesting. I don't know about way, but I would say older, but that kind of brings me to the Reddit NBA post of the week oh. real quick. I can't let this uh, opportunity pass me by. This is, oh my God, this name from user Rakul Kumar Budwani. Oh, wow. Do you think that's just his full name or do you think he made that up? You know what? I feel like it would be really hilarious if he just made that whole thing up. I hope so. But I feel like it's his real name. So his Reddit post of the week is entitled, Are GMs using Robert Covington as a pawn to get <gasps> opposing team's head coach fired? Oh my gosh. This is freaking Covington, Game of Thrones action in here. Yeah, and it's not even just a title. He has examples. 
Covington got traded to the Timberwolves in 2019. After two months, Tom Thibodeau was fired. He got traded to the Rockets in 2019-2020. End of the season, D'Antoni stepped down, a.k.a. fired. Oh, yeah. Covington got traded to Portland in the 21 season, and Stotts has gotten fired. Is it personal? Is this another Jay Crowder in reverse situation? So where is Robert Covington now is my question. Well, Portland. Oh. And the Stotts just got fired. Oh, that's what they just said there? <laughs> exactly. Yowzers, dude. Or they parted ways. Is he going to still be there? Then the next coach got to be on their toes. Oh, yeah. They have to at least recognize it at this point. Jason Kidd, Mike D'Antoni, who will it be? I don't know. I heard Mike D'Antoni's looking at the Milwaukee Bucks. If they don't go any further in the playoffs, that seat might be open too. I hope that they fire Coach Bud even if they get to the conference finals, to be honest. Their offense looks terrible. We'll talk about that series soon. I have a few more notes about the Denver Nuggets before we move on. And it's mostly about the Jokic MVP. So he's got this new round of press going on. People are interviewing him. Oh, you're so good. So he was asked if he ever grew tired of basketball. He responded, quote, I quit when I was 12 or 14. I quit for six months. I just wanted to race horses, but my dad convinced me to play again. I returned for one game, but I told the coach I had to leave at halftime for another horse race. <laughs> so, you know, I, I feel like he's pretty big to be on a horse. He's, he's not a jockey-sized guy. Oh well. So I think he chose the right path. Look at that footnote there, though. To all the horse jokes, Jokic is into chariot racing. He knows he's too big. Does that mean... He sits in a chariot and the horses pull him like in freaking that movie about ancient Greece. Yeah, we were talking about gladiators before and Jokic belongs there. There's this classic ancient Greece movie that I'm thinking of. Ben-Hur, dude. Freaking, do you know anything about that? I know that it's a classic. It came out in what, like the 30s or 40s and is one of the most popular movies of all time. Or... Bro, Google freaking Ben-Hur. It's a chariot. I, I also that. knew it was a, a chariot. Oh, you, oh, you already knew that? <laughs> I did know that, yes. All right. Well, then let's just move on. <laughs> <laughs> we should watch it. Let's just end it there. I want to watch it. Let's just movie. watch the movie real yeah. quick. <laughs> God, that sounds awful, man. It's from so long ago. Uh, we got to be really high for it. <laughs> I could barely like stand any media that doesn't have all the characters and masks at this point. I'm just I'm totally... <laughs> I'm in the now. Now, um, There's probably not enough diversity in the cast, too. So, this wasn't even an interview, but his agent at Misko Raznotovic said uh, that Jokic did not stay up late for his own draft. <laughs> Quote, when he woke up, I told him he went 41st to Denver. He said, nice, okay. <laughs> the franchise's history hasn't been the same since. That's hilarious. Oh, that's good. That's good stuff, man. This dude is... Uh... I think he might be like a freaking uh, a Buddha of himself. He doesn't care about anything. He just wants to hang out with the horses. With horses, he wants to listen to polka music. The last link right there is Austin Rivers on Instagram doing a little snipe of Jokic's workout music. He... He 
says, he, I got a damn headache with this. <laughs> ah, you can afford headphones, man. It's all good. Or you could jam to another culture's music. Yeah, why don't you be more accepting, Austin? To be fair, though, some cultures just give me fucking headaches. <laughs> oh, you're telling me, man. Oh, my goodness. I, I don't hey, know. Imagine it sounded if you like... had to smell like a rotten old fish that a Scandinavian eats, dude. That's the culture, <sighs> culture that probably gives me a headache. <laughs> uh, this kind of sounded like rancheros to me. I'll be honest. It didn't. It sounded very Latin inspired. Yeah, it did. It was like uh, mariachi music almost. Maybe Serbia is just like they're on that mariachi swag, like similar Mexico, similar style of yeah music. There, interesting. Hmm. Serbia took all of Mexico's height. Oh, whoa! And their music. Yeah. Well, wow. they're shorter people, and the Serbs, they, they got a lot of centers over there. I guess that's why the in Mexico they have more soccer stars, not as into basketball. Exactly. So we talked about the Reddit post of the week. Let's talk about some other series going on. Uh, staying in the West, we've got the Clippers against the Jazz. Ooh, that's an interesting one, because the Jazz Ooh. seem nice with Donovan Mitchell, the defensive player of the year. Rudy Gobbert. Three times in a row. Jobbert Jingles. Not in a row, three just three times total. Bominator, uh, the sixth man of the year. Clarkson. <laughs> <laughs> they've got a they've got a, a solid squad. They only it's only two one right now, which is, you know, as you know, is the closest it can be after three games. So oh my tonight, God. I think you're right. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yes, I uh, I researched that. Before I, said <laughs> I was going to say something like that. Um, their their fourth game is tonight. It is pivotal. We're hoping that the Clippers can tie it up and take it seven. And they might, especially with Donovan Mitchell being a little bit injured, their main scorer. I want Utah to go three one, and then Clippers take it to seven, make it the, mm. the most exciting. Well, and then the Clippers, if they could just, like, defeat that demon of last year and come back from 3-1 themselves, that would be nice. Mm, yeah, I guess that would be nice. But I'm also rooting against them. I'm now a Clippers hater. I hate them a lot. <laughs> How about they... <laughs> wow. <laughs> what sparks not, this? Not even a little bit, dude. <laughs> I Did just... you like the Mavs? You mad? You wanted Luka to go? Well, I suppose that's a big, huge part of it. In fact, now that you mention it, I've realized that that's most of it. <laughs> <laughs> But also, I'm not a huge fan of Paul George or Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard is too robotic, and Paul George is too silky smooth. And they don't mix together the way that you think they should. With the, It just makes an ultra-smooth sheen on the robot metal. Oh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> Again, you've <laughs> explained to me why I feel how I feel. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> just come to me, man. I, I know what makes you tick. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. So, all in all, yeah, I hate him. <laughs> so... Kawhi has been impressive, though. You have to admit, even if you don't like the man, he's been good, especially in the playoffs. Indeed, he has indeed. not missed a shot in the fourth quarter of all five games that the Clippers have won during the playoffs. <laughs> that's yeah, that's amazing. And was it a lot of shots? Can you do you have that in front of you? How many shots that was? Three point two out of three point two. Oh, for the per quarter, fourth, which is honestly not that much. So, but that's per quarter, though, right? So each of those five games, so that's like 15, 15 or so shots total? Yeah. That's not bad. That's pretty good. That's, you know, five yeah. games, three shots. Yeah, that's, that's pretty good. 
16 for 16, 4 of 4 from 3. Pretty good. <laughs> yeah. He's uh, not like one of those guys who's got like the killer instinct, but he's like super duper consistent. His, yes. I mean, his settings are exact and good <laughs> right now. Paul George is more of the uh, kind of got the killer instinct because I guess, I guess in, in his way, though, it kind of goes in and out. He's a little streaky with it. But when he has yeah. it, he freaking does have it. It's true. And if they get it at the right moment, they could definitely. Here's what I want to happen. I want them to beat the Jazz in the way that we've stated. 3-1, come back. Oh, yeah. Then I want the Suns to beat them so Chris Paul can beat his old team. Oh, yeah. That would be the greatest story for sure. Yeah. And then Chris Paul wins it all. I mean, I don't. I seriously have no idea who's going to win at this point, which is awesome. I love that. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, let's, if we go over to the East, you got the Milwaukee and Brooklyn series. That was, yeah. I thought Brooklyn was going to take it easily because they went they up so handsomely pick. in the first two games. I only had strong feelings about them, and then they got all injured. But before we get there, I have one more thing about the Eclipse Jazz series. This is a quote from Bogdan Bogdanovich. Oh, no, wait. Is he, he's the one on the Hawks. He's on the Hawks he? now. Yeah, I'm thinking of Bogdan... Boyan Bogdanovich. Boyan, yeah, yeah, yeah. They have the same last name. Okay, so screw that. I'll skip this. We will talk <laughs> about the Nets Bucks. Tight. Um, that one, man, that one's got juice. Oh, man. We've got Kyrie and Harden injured. KD by himself. They were up 2-0. It was looking like it was completely over. They were looking like they were just going to moonwalk to the finals. And then 40 seconds into Series 2... It was game game one of the second series, right? Where he just, James Harden mm. pulled up in that hammy. He just walked right back to the locker room. Yeah. Rough loss there. And then Kyrie, now in game, what, three? Had that awkward landing on Giannis. Mm-hmm. They were both battling for a rebound beneath the basket, which Reddit has dissected the NBA rulebook quite thoroughly and determined that that is not actually, like, a foul or uh, intent for harm by Giannis. Because, like, under the basket, there's different rules. When you're going for a rebound, you can't really look at your feet and the ball at the same time type of deal. Yeah, I feel like most of the time it's not on purpose. Like, there was one time where Zaza did it on purpose and took out Kawhi. And Bruce Bowen. Yeah, and now it's just affected way more people than it's helped. I don't know. It's odd. It's, uh, we'll see where that goes. But uh, Kyrie, yes, he got injured. And did you know it was the same foot that he used to stomp on Lucky the Leprechaun? Well, you know, he... Uh, Is it karma? He's, he's superstitious, so he might he might buy into that. You should... That's true. It really only matters what Kyrie believes at this point. Is he being punished for his actions, or is it just a coincidence? With him, I don't think he thinks it's a coincidence. Really? I feel like, to be honest, that it's just been too long. If it was during the Celtics series, because they played the Celtics, it would have been much timelier <laughs> if it was if in that series. he got injured right away in the, in the first, in the, like Harden did, yeah, if he did it right away, that would have made more sense. You know, sometimes God's got to take a little time to catch up. It's true. That's, that's absolutely a true statement, buddy, for sure. Leprechauns, you know, it's just like when, die, when, when God closes the door, he opens the window, you know? Yeah. And like when he when he takes his shit, sometimes he also farts. 
<laughs> was our <laughs> was our Christian talk before the uh, before the mics came on? I think it was. Oh yeah, I think so. I forget where we even should go back into that, so don't worry about that. Um, so yeah, the stars are out. It's all on KD, and and he was balling. He's, he's been balling, but uh, he's been balling. Games it's a lot three harder. and four tougher than games one and two. Yeah, when the whole team is focused on you, I think it's a it's a lot different. That game we, two though, when I uh, when I went there and saw him in person, I got the chance to see them live. Him and Kyrie were just like taking turns dismantling the Bucks, and the Bucks looked totally powerless. It was really like pretty pretty sad to watch. <laughs> like I also that was like first NBA playoff game I think, so it was like got to see how the opposing team and uh like not being in home court can really have a strong impact and yeah like we, everyone was counting down when Giannis was at the line like 10 seconds and like booing every time they made a mistake which was very frequently during that game and it was great we got to cheer a lot too for Kyrie and KD making a lot of buckets the whole team kind of went off that game which was sweet that's funny because like Brooklyn is definitely ragged upon for having one of the worst fan bases and even for playoff games like tickets are were were tickets cheap or is that a joke no i think they were i think they were kind of expensive are you saying that people are knicks fans are making fun of the nets it was a gift it was a gift from somebody near and dear to my heart the rat boy himself wow well that's an incredible gift where's my gift is what is my question there he's asking for a gift now yeah (laughs) Oh, <gasps> did you hear that? No. He said you can have a rat boy hypothetical. <laughs> rat boy hypothetical. <laughs> he doesn't even know the name of his own segment. It's a theoretical. <laughs> oh, rap boy theoretical. Rap boy theoretical. What did you say? Okay, yeah, so we were both wrong there. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> he said something else that was wrong? <laughs> so, um, you ready? Oh, he's ready. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Let, let's let's hear it, and then we'll go back to our uh, Bucks Nets talk. All right. So you guys know hockey? Yeah, I've heard of it. Yeah. So you know how like when penalties happen in hockey, like one of the players has to sit out for a little bit, and potentially sometimes even like two of the players. How cool would that be? Or like, what would the impact be on the NBA if that was the rule? Like you committed a foul, and your player to sit out for like a minute or two. And you could be down wow. like four five or three five. Like, Whoa. what would your defensive strategy be if you were down a player or two? What would your offensive strategy be? Go. I'd have to think. That's actually a pretty good one. I like it. Yeah, that is pretty. That good. That was a good gift. Um, I think defense. You'd have to go zone. Uh, or else you'd have to like really just disrespect one of the players. <laughs> true. True. Um, I'm thinking like. The, the way they implement it should be like you get six fouls and then you're out for like a minute and then you get, you know, the next foul, you're out another minute or something like that. Like, or maybe yeah. a technical could be worth like four fouls or something, something where you could get like a point system yeah. and after a certain limit is reached, you're out for a couple of minutes. I was also thinking like maybe for a flagrant or a technical, yeah, just change the, change the penalty to that and that could be pretty cool. And then in terms of strategy, offensively, like, if you're down a player, like, well, you got to run around fast. Like, you see the college teams, sometimes they do that, where they, uh, I don't know. I don't know what the situation 
has to be for it to end up where there's like three players on a one team and five on the other in a college. Like, why don't they just stop? You do are slow. <laughs> I guess that thing was to, like fouling out why, why, before. Why, why, they should just find other students. You know, like. Why isn't their bench not the whole school deep? <laughs> yeah. Get a red shirt in there real quick. Yeah. Just put a fucking straw man out there, like a... What do they call those in a cornfield? Scarecrow. Exactly. <laughs> put a Parkham in the center. <laughs> yeah, why not? Alright, yeah, we well, gotta take out your star, but you're allowed one scarecrow. <laughs> or one fan to call up. One fan. <laughs> At random. <laughs> Oh man, good. That, that fan would totally get bodied up so hard. <laughs> yeah, like they 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 exploit matchups when there's no fans on the court. Imagine if there was. <laughs> he said the fan was Drake because he thinks he's good, but he's not. Mmm, that know, would be a great scenario. Real NBA players <laughs> or J Cole. <laughs> yeah. Did you hear about J Cole? I did. He was in the African League yeah, or an African like League on for team a second. Rwanda. And then he like played like two, three, five games or so, and promptly quit. Yeah, yeah, it was it was all just to get word out about his album. Oh wow, yeah, maybe I thought he went in there with good intentions, and then was like, "This is too much heat," and then people were not liking it, and I should just leave because I'm not that good of a player. But maybe it was all just to sell albums. Yeah, he's yes, <laughs> duh, he's like thirty six. Yeah. It's not a rookie year. I don't know, man. I don't know what Africa's like. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, Compazzo, he was like 32 in this Dude, rookie Compazzo's year. But... nice. And now he's gone. I wonder if we'll have him back. If we have him back as like a backup point guard, I bet you that'll, that'll be fun. But wow, thank you to the rat for that. Yeah, that was, that was a decent theoretical. Up with theoretical. So well, what we were talking about before he came in was the uh, that you were at the game. You're counting the 10 second violations. Oh man, that was funny. Yeah, that has been going on all uh, playoffs. That it's finally getting called, and it's a weird argument to make. Like, well, don't you shouldn't call it because no one calls it. Well, no. Like, <laughs> yeah, you, no, that's it. Shouldn't be called past, if no you're one going past it. No one goes past 10 seconds, then you don't have to call it on anybody. That's why rules are the way they are, because they have these measures that you can put in place, like a ruler, to say, oh, you're you're too much now. That's the that's the penalty. It's not just arbitrary. Exactly. But yeah, so, he's taken, like, we, we were at the game, right? We calculated it on our phones individually, separate from all the haters and BS and all the other, you know, governments out there trying to clock Giannis. This is a clean, pure measurement. We looked at the ball go from the ref to his fingers, press timer on our phones, and then we uh, watched it. And like probably like five, six times he was at the free throw line. Average 12 seconds minimum. Wow. Straight up, dude. So when you said that they had the timer going on the Jumbotron as well? Did they have the timer on the Jumbotron when we were there? Did they have a timer on the Jumbotron when we were there? I didn't see it. I didn't look at the Jumbotron much, though. So they apparently the whoever they played in the first so Miami was doing that, but uh, they asked the Nets not to do it. <laughs> Dude, oh wow! So maybe they weren't because I mean I probably glanced at it. Yeah. But um, the the Heat definitely did. You gotta defend your stars. I mean, they should definitely play into that too. Like, if the refs aren't calling it every time, it's like just freaking use a timer. You, I think they have a stopwatch around their neck. The ref, the refs, just press it. You know. 
I've never seen a ref press that in his life. Yeah, they just freaking have these weird one-on-one sessions at the end of games now where they stare deeply into the eyes of the audience and explain why somebody got a technical. Oh, yeah. So the the angle on that camera is different <laughs> from broadcast to broadcast. And if, you, if you're if you more even and the camera's looking down on you, I think it, 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 it gives us a lot more. Like, if you're looking up at somebody, how can you even respect somebody in a one-on-one scenario? Yeah, it's like they're... It's not flattering. Commanding at me or something. Yeah, shout out to uh, NBA Desktop. They were talking about that. One ref in particular who was sort of like doing a little turn and like bringing a <laughs> hand up. It was, it was nice. They were looking at it. Oh, he's putting some little like uh, soul into it. That's nice. Yeah, yeah. But at least Giannis is playing more time. Oh, wait. So, he did get called for it two times, I believe, right? I think it's only twice he's been called. I, better than none, maybe getting in his head a little bit. Deserves it every um, single time. Okay, now let's go ahead. <laughs> yeah, well, you're sounding like Chris Paul in there, man. Stick to the rule book. Tuck oh, in that shirt. Oh, I hope that they go. To, if they end up in the finals together, Chris Paul is totally going to go off on that. Oh, most definitely. Yeah, that would be a play. Giannis is playing the most minutes. Um, that he has ever played. He played 42 minutes, 59 seconds, which was the most uh, during regulation, not counting overtime games, since April 17th, 2018. Um, which is kind of crazy. You know, in a playoff game, your star should be playing 45, 46 minutes. Yeah. So since Bud, 20... Bud is just 18. never wants to play him. Yeah. They need to get... Some Thibodeau action in there. That's what I'm thinking of. Thibodeau. Yeah. He would play him. That's for sure. He'd get him get him working. He would lead the league in minutes. Give him some Pat Riley action, make him work out much harder and get more endurance. Hell yeah, dude. Giannis is Giannis is weak. Wow. Strong uh strong statement from Harry Man. Wait, are we gonna move on to the next playoff series? I'm seeing if I have more... Oh, I actually have more stuff on this series. Because what I wanted to do was talk about how Giannis is weak. <laughs> <laughs> Continue. Yeah, you can tell just by looking at his arms and shoulders that he has no muscle on his entire body. That, that may be true, but I was talking more of in terms of like mental strength and like uh, putting his team on his back and delivering in the clutch. Maybe his game is just too one-dimensional for defenses and they can just handle him really well when it comes down to the crunch time. But I feel like he should be much more effective to be a closer for his team. I agree that he should be more effective and it's not great watching him like not be able to do stuff in like the clutch. Dawdling around the three-point line in the mid-range. Yeah, yet trying to drive on someone who's way back on him. Blake Griffin has played pretty well. If he can't get it done against just KD, then I am willing to entertain that he is mentally weak conversation with you for sure. <laughs> yeah. But I'll give him give him the benefit of the doubt for now. Chris Middleton got um, that nice game wear, so he seems good. Drew Holiday's helping him out in the clutch now too, so it seems like they have figured out a good situation for Giannis to fit into. But we'll see if they can get past the second round. They got a better cast for sure. Let's talk about Kevin Durant though. Uh Devin Durant. Devin Durant, Jay Williams, he said that he met up with Kevin Durant at a party. Oh. Probably a lie, number one. No one would invite Jay Williams. Yeah. This guy's freaking bald. <laughs> Got a voice like that. 
when he started to say this, it was on the Get Up show. Oh, in the morning, the early morning. Indeed. He said, can, we, can Uncle Jay tell you a story? I didn't like that to start off. Yeah, that sounds silly. Can you have a quick story time with Uncle Jay? Yes, I would love to. So a couple years ago, we're at a holiday party. Oh my God, this was, he, com- he, he said that KD said that to him years ago? I thought this was something that KD said to him like after the game because KD had a great game and Giannis had I'm a gonna, bad game. I'm going to watch this whole thing so I know what he said. And I came on this show and I did a segment with you and I said we had Anthony Davis and we had Kevin Durant. Yeah. I said, you know what, Anthony Davis and KD would have a baby. The similarities physicality-wise would be like Giannis, Yeah. right? I go to the holiday party, Kevin Durant comes up to me and says, yo, don't you ever, ever compare me to Giannis. Don't you ever compare me to Giannis. I said, KD, what are you talking about? You know, I, I was just talking about similarities, physicality-wise, size, length. He's like, no, don't you ever compare me to Giannis. So when I see that matchup, you know what that matchup says to me? That's something personal for oh. Kevin Durant. Wow. Okay. So he said, so Jay Williams said that in a previous segment, he said that if KD and Anthony Davis had a baby, it would be Giannis, which is dumb to say <laughs> to start off with. Then he said that KD came up to him at a holiday party. He didn't specify, but at the beginning, he said a couple years ago at a holiday party. And he said, do not, no, do not ever compare me to Giannis. Dude, this kind of leads into why, uh, or the same thing that we talked about before when Kevin Durant's homophobic. He's just scared to have a baby that's a man, uh, with a man. Wow, that's a very interesting story. Wow. And he's also scared that his son will, uh, will outshine him. Yeah, and look like a turtle. <laughs> Giannis looks like a turtle. <laughs> Keep it, I feel like you say that about more and more people. <laughs> a lot of people look like turtles, bro. <laughs> I mean, more people look like turtles than look like other animals for the most part, you know? I don't know. This is not a, a road we should go down. Um, so what Kevin Durant said about this, uh, this Jay Williams story, mans will do anything to advance their careers in this media shit, wanting to be accepted by an industry that will dispose of you whenever they please. Keep me out all that corny ass talk about who's better and legacy and all that dumb shit. I don't even talk like that. Wow. And then he also said on IG, this is a fucking lie. Jay Williams can never speak for me. Ever. Wow. Well, Kevin Durant was probably drunk when he said that, so you gotta excuse him on that. So at the party, he's just probably chilling, talking smack with his boys. And then Jay Williams rolls up and he's like, eh, I'm gonna save this for later. <laughs> I'm ready to my notebook. <laughs> I don't want them to dispose of me. <laughs> yeah, dude, the industry and the media, it is a ravenous beast. Yeah, they they might though. They've they've shit canned greater talents for less. Dude, and also um about the media, have you heard that there's like, you know, tennis going on and some tennis people are like not wanting to talk to the media and then getting penalized for it? And so everyone's like, "Wow." Should players be forced to talk to the media, and or if they don't, should they be penalized for it? That's been a controversy lately in sports. They're not getting fined? No, they are, I think. Or, or I don't know what the current status is for everybody, but yeah, some people are for sure. <laughs> That's how it was with Kyrie earlier this year when he said he didn't talk to pawns. Ooh. Yeah, did he get fined? He did. <sighs> but then they, like, stopped after a while. Like, I don't know if they upheld it for every game of every year, just, like, as long as it was a story. I feel like then that means we don't have freedom of speech. Agreed. It's being taken away via the NBA. Yeah, dude. LeBron's got to freaking speak on this. 
we can't bad talk China or else LeBron's going to come in and say we didn't we didn't quite understand what we were saying. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, sometimes I don't, dude. I uh, trust LeBron implicitly. <laughs> That's fair. And you know what? I don't know a whole lot about Chinese politics. I know that so it's probably right. got to mostly run by Chinese people. That's, I know that's probably true. That's a starting point. We can go from there. I think we can build off that. <laughs> but they've got to have consultants, right? They've got to have expertise from outside, too. <laughs> exactly. Kevin Durant, he got in a shoving match with PJ Tucker. He likes to try to get in your head, get on your body. And it led to a little shoving match. And a weird thing happened where a guy who was not uh, stadium security, he was not allowed on the court, came in and just and just pushed PJ out of just, the way. Yeah, she kind of shoved himself in between them two. Didn't look, I was looking at the replay, I didn't look at it that closely, but it seemed like he just kind of ran in there once Kevin Durant and PJ Tucker kind of got like face to face and like, you know, how people are about to fight, but it looks like they're about to kiss. And then he yeah, once a kiss was imminent, got right in between them and uh, maybe like shoved a bit to get in there, but like not much more than that. So not like too aggressive, but definitely unwarranted and not allowed. So, so this guy was hired by KD, it turns out. And oh, does this really? go? I thought he was a Nets employee. I believe that he was KD's private security. I, what I heard is that he's the Nets employee, but assigned to be KD's personal security guard. Ah, okay. That could very well be a, a mixture of what we have both just said. All right. This is a unverified report, everybody. <laughs> Do your own research. Who are you going to believe? The rat boat or me or Adam? Uh, or the rat. Yeah, or the what's rat. What's take? your opinion? <laughs> he thinks three. Okay, fair. Um, <laughs> but if it goes with our KD is homophobic trend of before, maybe this guy saw that KD was going in for the kiss and he's like, no, he <laughs> has to go in there and break This it is up. not how we wanted to come out, Kevin Durant. <laughs> <laughs> you had a whole photo shoot planned. <laughs> We rented a place in the Galapagos for you and PJ Tucker to reveal your love this July. Just wait. Just two long ones. Yeah, they want to embrace and and uh, their their love knows no bounds. You know, time cannot hold them. That's beautiful. And so the Bucks won that game, <laughs> and uh, PJ Tucker was probably you know happy to share that with Kevin Durant in their bedroom later that night. We'll see. Well, I mean, all will be revealed later, I assume, when they reveal it. Actually, uh, me and Jasmine were talking about this the other day. There's got to be, like, a handful of gay NBA players. There was the one who was out uh, on the Hawks a while back. I forget his name now, but... there's Jason Collins? I think so, yeah. The... I remember that he was the first out NBA player, but then no one picked him up the next year. And not Ooh. because he was gay, because he was bad. Wow. And... Does that mean happy in, in their parlance? <laughs> Gay means happy. Maybe that's what he was admitting to. I'm not sure. Good. Like, I don't know. I don't I haven't heard of anything else since then. But the, So I there's got to be some players that are in the closet, right? There might be a little homophobic sure. tendency to the whole NBA. What if you, I bet you, you there are a few guarded by somebody who's... Pretty much in any era of the NBA, I bet you that there are closeted guys. Just love and life when they get to the showers. You know, that's the <laughs> easiest joke. I shouldn't say that. Uh, yeah, but 
I don't know. It's fun to think about. Or sad <laughs> to think about. It's... I bet you James Harden is not. Because <laughs> A, the strip club stuff, unless it's like a real big front, and B, there was a new study that found James Harden as the worst-dressed NBA player. Wow, that's what I was going to say, too. That's definitely more indicative of anything, because... He tries to be very fashionable, and he claims that he is extremely fashion-forward. Mm-hmm. But now I guess it's official. He is the worst at that. <laughs> it's official, yes, exactly. <laughs> there has been a survey. and I mean, what do you mean people? Like, was this fans of a magazine, or was this <laughs> the fashion, NBA players? I bet the, you it was fans of a magazine. The fashion tribunal in Milan, they uh, rule on the matters of this nature. So they, they weighed in. This study was was made by Rush Order Tees, so we can't trust this at all. <laughs> <laughs> What's Rush Order Tees? Does they give you like t-shirt with design on them fast? <laughs> well, yeah, you gotta get it fast. He honestly not bad. He was rated five point two out of ten, and there's nobody worse than that. Twenty two point eight of people thought his fits were trash. <laughs> Uh, second was Serge Ibaka, who has those long scarves, and then they had <laughs> Kyle Kuzma as number three. Russell Westbrook's pretty crazy too. I guess people like it, like it when he does it, though. At the game when I saw James Harden wearing, he was like uh, wearing a like a blazer that was pure white and looked like it was bedazzled with some silver on it and black pants. The mirrors. Uh, no, 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 I'm talking James Harden when I saw him in person in Brooklyn. The top comment on the Reddit story of this study is that Kyle Kuzma wore a jacket with mirrors embedded in it. <laughs> Kuz. Good for Harden there. Uh, oh, he also just became a board member of Saks, which is apparently a luxury uh, clothing line. I think that's the one on Fifth Avenue. Uh, y- yeah, that sounds right to me. Saks Fifth Avenue. Yeah, so he's with them, so they're gonna they're gonna give him a little queer eye for the straight guy. They're gonna get him straight and get him fashioned up. Let's hope. Well, because right now it's trash, according to twenty three percent of the people that re- that responded to a rush order tease survey. Well, yeah, that, I mean that's pretty solid sample size. But uh, did you know his coach is got a deal with freaking Express? That might be a rift for the organization, dude. Steve Nash. Nah, man, Nash and Harden can coexist. And that guy works with Jamal Murray because Jamal Murray's also signed to Express. So, what's going on there? That's conspiracy theory, buddy. You're right. We'll have to follow up on that one. The fashion trends entering and fighting in the NBA. Wow. Yeah. It's crazy. These fashion gangs, how they operate. Someone needs to make a documentary. Uh, Kanye's been trying to talk about it when he was on his Yeezus stuff. He was like, they won't let me in. They're all the racist. He's got to do it through an NBA team, man. And since then, he's gotten a signature shoe where he's gotten billions of dollars. Maybe he's saying something, dude. He was right. New Slaves was a great song that said a lot of truths. Truths. (laughs) (laughs) The last series we have... Uh, I don't have a lot to say about it, which is why I saved it to the end. Save the worst for last is what I was always taught. We have the 76ers versus the Hawks, and it looks cool for a game when the Hawks won one, 
But then the Sixers figured it out. They came back at the end of game one, not enough to win, but enough to give them confidence. Then they win the next two. Philly is a, they look with Joel Embiid at full strength. Who knows if it's full strength, but he's at enough strength to take them out. Yeah, dude. Joel Embiid's hot. He's the, what, was he the runner-up for MVP? I believe Steph Curry had the most first-place votes that weren't Jokic, but Embiid was definitely top three. Well, yeah, he's shown why. He's definitely fallen out against these, these Hawks. But I don't know, man. The Hawks could still come back and make it interesting if they uh, have a hot night. They got a lot of shooters that can go off, so we'll see if I they can rattle he- off another dub. I think game four is happening as we speak. As Let's we check speak. In on the score. Wow, Sixers are up by eight. It's within reach. We'll see what happens. My only little tidbit for that series is that Clint Capella said that he and Joel Embiid trash talk in French. Huh. So that's a fun time. Just imagine that. Good for Sacre them. Blue. Your point your basket is a very bad job of defending it, sir. Yeah. That was more of yeah, a, that'd be great if they just did it in French accents. <laughs> that would be fun. Yeah. <laughs> we have a couple other things to talk about. Let's find them. Let's find them. Oh, one thing I like about the playoffs that isn't the actual playoffs is exit interviews. Ooh. And people basically saying they want to be on other teams. <laughs> um, the Montrez Harrell posted an Instagram post saying, thank you, Lakers Nation and the Purple and Gold franchise for allowing me to add another page in the Book of Trez. (laughs) So you just got to assume that he's moving on at that point. (laughs) He didn't get a lot of playing time towards the end. Hmm. Did he become a worse player this year? Or did they just not use him right? Uh, Maybe he just didn't fit. Hmm. But yes, I would say he was worse. But also, like, in playoff matchups, it just didn't really seem like... He was the way to go. But I don't, I, they probably could have gone without signing Andre Drummond, right? Yeah. He's not that good. My favorite one, though, here is uh, Chris Tapps, Porzingis. On his way out, he said that he was not happy with his role in Denver mm-hmm. and that he wants to be seen more like a 1A rather than a 2. To, to yeah, Luka, he does Which is tough he because feels he was like a an 3 in that series. <laughs> Who's the second? Tim Hardaway Jr. was better. Oh, yeah, dude. He's got to play better because uh, his issue is that he has no uh, mass in his lower body. He is 100% mass on, like, waist up, so he's just flimsy in the, in the paint. He can't do anything. Yeah, he doesn't average very many rebounds, doesn't control, doesn't protect the basket, doesn't get baskets down low. People put smaller players on him to defend him in the post, and he cannot back them down. Yeah, Kind of like LeBron after he injured his ankle and lost a lot of strength in the lower part of his body. He couldn't back people down these playoffs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe he needs to just get fat, you know, Jokic up. Yeah. So Chris Tapp says, quote, going into this offseason with a chip on my shoulder, and I'm going to use all this <laughs> noise to fuel me even more. Only focused on what I can control, and that's grinding every day to be better. Thanks for the love and support. Unicorn 2.0 incoming. Wow. I thought he was going to go a little bit of a different direction with that by saying, I got a chip on my shoulder and I'm going to chow down on it all summer long. And next year I'm going to come back with a booty that can bang down low. Mm. Yeah, you, you wish that he said, I'm going to put on muscle 
<laughs> yeah. Or something. Maybe he you implied know, uh, that, but I'd like to, to be more explicit. Because he's really got to put the muscle in his booty to really be effective. Gotta send him some squats. The bootiest, the gluteus, the hamstrings, the quadricets, all those good ones down there on the lower body that'll just freaking get your gravity, the center of gravity nice and low so you can just... You can get low enough where the guy will actually topple over you, and then you, <laughs> you can turn around and you have a clear basket. <laughs> yeah, that's perfect. I mean, if he wants to take that unicorn nickname back, which honestly had been taken from him from like Giannis or yeah. Carl Anthony Towns, other big men that had other skills, unicorns are supposed to, like in horses in general, supposed to have very strong legs. Yeah, true. But I will admit they have very thin ankles. Mm, I hope he just doesn't take it to mean he's going to like start trying to get a horn on his head. Oh, like an implant? Yeah. He's like, he's taking the unicorn thing way too seriously. Whoa. He's like, what? I told you I was coming back unicorn 2.0. He just becomes like the next bird man. Just has like a lot of tattoos and like implants and piercings and stuff. Whew. That would maybe yeah. effective. Like people probably wouldn't want to be near that. Probably back down a little more effectively. Yeah, with the centerpiece being his horn, and he could just, like, back down in a different way, which is kind of, like, forward down, and just, yeah, just kind of moving his, his horn around. <laughs> Only he knows where it's going next, so watch out. <laughs> uh, we'll see, man. One can only wish. <laughs> I mean, I have a lot of high hopes for next year. We'll see how it goes. Dude, actually... Um, more than Mavericks, apparently somebody put out this news story that Luca and one of the executives there are like not friends. And Luca says, you know, yelled at him one time and says, you don't tell me to calm down or something when they're on the sidelines. And then Mark Cuban came out and said, that's all total bullshit. So we'll see what happens there. Is it anything to make him not sign the biggest extension ever? I don't think so. I would love to see him go somewhere else. I just love trades. <laughs> You're watching the NBA in the right era, man. There's going to be plenty. And we'll be here for it, here in straight balling. We'll be here uh, talking about the conference finals before the finals. And boy, will we be talking about those finals. But hey, for this second round edition, thank you for balling with us. Straight ball. Wow, that's a very interesting story.